Meeting the World is back with this week's podcast. The skill and activity in question for this week's episode is writing. The guest that we brought in for you guys is Keith Pinheiro. And I met Keith at a writing workshop called Write Things. And it was a creative writing workshop where we were really tested. Right now, he is a writer for his school paper and he does he writes on his own from time to time. In this podcast, you will find the definition of writing by teenagers, what you can do to develop your writing skill, and how to deal with criticism. At the end of it all, Keith gives advice to anyone who is just starting to get into writing, and we hope that this podcast was a good tour for anyone who decided to pick up writing as a skill. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey Keith, thank you for accepting my invite to this podcast. Yes, no problem. Uh, I like to help you with your podcast. Yeah, it's always nice to have a guest like you who's trying to really get the podcast off the ground. So, why don't we begin with an introduction? So, who are you and what's your name? You have well, 20 seconds. Yeah. 20 seconds. Well, I'm Kif and uh, that's all you need to know. Nailed it. 20 seconds. Beat you. Yes, sir. So, yeah, you're coming in on this podcast as a writer. And quarantine... Quarantine has really affected. I, would you say it has affected your way of writing? Uh, yeah, it has given me more time to write. Uh, although, do I choose to write? Uh, that's that's my own choice. But yeah, it's, it's given me a lot of time to do stuff, uh, to work on projects. I never really had enough time to work on. And yeah. Yeah, because. School probably robs you of that time, that time to just invest in your personal projects and all that. But quarantine, to be honest, you don't have much to do. Even if you like cram all of your work into one day, it doesn't feel like anything. But it's not so much to do. So all I've been doing is, for me, I've been playing FIFA, I've been playing COD. Um, oh. Yeah, oh. it's, it's more of... Right now, it's a challenge of, am I going to invest in myself or can I take this time to rest? Well, well, you know, I, I've, I've also been in your, uh, I've also been playing games, same as you, yeah. but, you know, you could, I was also able to play games during school time, uh, during like the school days. So why would I spend all day playing games right now when I can work on like much cooler stuff? Yeah, I think that's the mindset that a lot of people have to get into. It's that you you yeah. rest all throughout the year. Quarantine is no different. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But at the same time, you're also through going through constant work all throughout the year. And and how if you are tired of like working on other stuff, you can like. You can rest and play games if you want, from time to time. Yeah, like that's not like a that's not like disavowed. You can do that. Yeah, I still. completely resonate with that idea. And since we're bringing you in as a guest, as a writer, can you tell me what got, what got you into writing in the first place? What was that moment mm. where you said, 
okay, this is a skill. This is this activity that I will invest my time into for so many years to come. Well, it's not. It wasn't like a one-moment decision. It was more like a slow burn. First, I, I made stop motions uh, as a little kid, when I was like six, I think. And, and when I, I had when I had to make a stop motion, I had to think of a plot, and like I got really crazy in what I wanted to do for a plot. Like uh, I wrote, um, I wrote like a, a whole script, a whole script, a whole three arc script, uh, script for it. And I realized that I liked writing more than I liked stop motion, and like uh, that's that's what I did. That's like I did writing more than I ever like uh, do stop motion. When when I wrote those scripts, when I finished them, I never actually like filmed them for my uh, little stop motion animation films. So I think that's how it started. Stop motion, all that. Can you tell me a little more about stop motion? Like, what were the what were some of the stories you made with your stop motion videos? Oh, uh, but they were like uh, well, the stories were like only like thirty seconds long, so I didn't really always have to write a big script for it. But I did write one big script for this like one film uh-huh. that I wanted to do in stop motion. I, I I think it was gonna be like around only fifteen minutes long, but I never got around to doing it. Yeah, those things are like starting a Lego set. As in, you try to do this thing, and then you get tired of it. And then mm. you just pick it up again the next day, and then you repeat the cycle until eventually you lose interest. It's one of those things, I think, stop motion. It's a really meticulous art that... Yeah, it takes a long time to finish like one 30-second film. It like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It kind of bored me as a child. It was fun to see them like actually come to life. Yeah. That's why I have so much respect for illustrators, animators. Because even though their field isn't as lucrative as other careers, they still they're it's a it's a career yeah, of yeah, passion. It's a career yeah, I hon- of passion. I, I honestly think stop motion animation is the hardest form of animation. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it's so meticulous. You can't, like, go back and fix it like uh, normal drawings. You have to, like, you, ha- you, can't, you can't make a mistake or else you, you'll, like, ruin the flow of the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I think that they do they do, do it frame by frame. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Literally frame by frame, as in they draw the whole thing again. Frame. Yeah, it's it's really amazing stuff. And as writers, I think we also invest that much time into what we do. It's just that it's a little less. It's very much less meticulous. Yeah, but it's very much less. But it's but the, the same level of fun. Yeah, the effort is still there. Writing is a skill that is... Writing is a valuable skill. It's immeasurable. Writing is a skill that... Uh, that can apply to a lot of forms of art, like films, uh, sing- writing songs, writing screenplays, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, and speaking of all these literary examples, do you have one, one best literary work that you've ever read? Like it really oh. set the set the bar for what you wanted to that's, create. That's a really good question. Um, oh, uh, okay. 
actually i have i have my books like surrounding me right now i'll just look around um uh oh yeah i do um you know the a song of ice and fire books by george r r martin no not really but george r r martin he's yeah. a guy that made game of thrones right or uh no they're based off of the, uh, no the the they're based off of yeah he also wrote for a few episodes those they were like so fun to read like i and the world uh, i can't it's hard to describe but they're good they're very good they're very 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 good yeah and then it, those novels have really good world building i think world building is a skill in of its own yeah You yeah, really world building to... is like a different, it's like a whole other skill other than writing. Yeah, you really have to look into social aspects, social dynamics. It's really cool. So I guess, um, I guess you're into building really, really good worlds. Um, crafting stories that touch into social aspects. I think that's what you're after. Yeah, I I think it's the same for you, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I I'd like to really just encapsulate the world that we live basically in on every, a piece yeah, of paper. Basically every basically every little story has to do some some little world building, right? You have to like put in the characters, what they do for a living, stuff like that. Yeah, and those types of aspects. Yeah, I guess so. So why do you write This is a very existentialist question. Why do you write? Existentialist. Why do why write? Well, I think because I think I can be very good at it, and like I can like do some amazing stuff with it. Yeah, and I think like, not, okay. Uh, I I think I don't think I'm a great writer right now, but I think I can improve to become like pretty good. Yeah, and writing is a skill that's really impactful to whoever's yeah. going to read your stuff. That no matter how much skill there is, how much no, it doesn't matter what skill level you have. It's more of the ideas that you put into your writing. Yeah. So. I agree. I guess once you get into something, once you get into anything, you really like to develop it. Just like you, you. You chose writing because it was a skill that you could. You thought you could really be good at. So how have you gone about improving yourself as a writer? Um, yeah, let's talk right. about you by yourself, like your solo I development, know. your solo actions. Well, in order to develop, you have to like write, and write a lot. You have to like keep writing stories because if you like. If you stop writing for like uh, a few weeks, then it it can really mess up your flow or your mojo, and you're like you're gonna have to like go up, but like you're gonna have to go back up the ladder just to get in the same level again as you were before. Yeah, and I think that it's the same for a lot of other things. As in, once you once you lose your progress. You're you're going to suffer a pitfall in terms like if you're to put your progress on a graph, it's like when you do your work, 
your progress line goes up and then when you goes down and then when you stop it goes down so i think writing it applies to writing the same way going to workshops you and i met at the workshop um yep and from that experience i can really say that writing was writing in a workshop was one of those one of those activities that can really help you develop yourself as a writer because you're able to connect with other people you're able to apply and you're able to get that first hand feedback from the teachers all right uh, i guess that's like true in some way we like okay we did meet some really important people back in our workshop we like met a famous we, we met like a famous filipino poet right and uh like another female uh, filipino writer right yeah and we also met uh our mentor our good old mentor uh rel what was his last name i forgot um his name was roel cruz okay you if you go to a workshop yes you can improve but you can also improve right at home though like I've gotten some of the mo- some of my most important tips in writing from the internet. Like uh, when I read tips, when I read uh, critics, they were they were pretty substantial. They they gave me some of the best tips I've ever had. Like uh, and I uh, and I know how to separate the bad tips from the good tips. I when whenever I saw a good tip online, I would write it down in my notes and just keep it for advice. I have several of them actually. When you're going to learn from the internet, it's it's one of the widest resources that you have, especially now when there are just hundreds and countless people just uploading their tips, educational materials on the internet, where you'd normally expect to pay like forty thousand pesos for information like that, but now it's so readily available in the internet. But it also gets mixed up in with all the to find the right ones how, how, how to find like the good tips yeah that's what you need to know yeah I, you're ready to go when you when you learn from the internet it's a lot of it is about discernment proper discernment Actually, so I have, yeah i have my tips written down right here you want me to share them with you yeah go ahead uh okay uh, the tip number one, don't try to grab and hold on to the reader's attention, but let them choose and promise they'll be rewarded for it. What do you think about that? Okay, this is one I okay, this is one I actually got from TV. <laughs> from like uh, when like someone did a review of a TV show and I was like, whoa, that's like a really good tip. I should write that down. Okay, so I got these tips like all over from different stuff, but mainly from the internet. Oh, I see. Um, do you have any other tips? Uh, uh, yeah. Readers yeah. can only learn three things at once. I think that's also an important tip. And then I have another tip. The, uh, the obvious words to avoid was that, some, just, uh, th- that type of stuff. And oh, what else? Okay, here's another tip that I like. If you feel there's something wrong with your story, there probably is. Yeah, I think I get the same feeling. It's as long as... Because I work until I'm satisfied. Yeah. 
Yeah, same with me. And I'm pretty sure that's same with a lot of uh, with a lot of writers. Yeah. Because when you do your passion, it's a lot of it is about just working until you're satisfied. As you get older, it's you, you start to consider a lot of other things. Um, yeah. Other things like, oh, I have to pay the bills. Oh, I have to feed myself. And then sooner or later, I'm going to have to feed one or two people. Yeah, I actually relate to that. And can I ask uh, Can I ask you a question, uh, yeah, Malachi? Man. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, uh, do you want writing as your first job or second job? I don't really see writing as a primary source of livelihood. Yeah, it's I more agree. of a skill that yeah. you can use for a lot of things. A lot of things that where you could even use it in making stories for gameplay. You could use it in writing your debates for law. You could use it in writing research for this medical cure. It Writing is a skill that expands that itself. Apply. Yeah, I can like it's, apply to a lot of stuff. Yeah, it expands itself to so many different mediums. Where writing is just one of the most essential things that you could have, you could have, you could possess as a skill. So writing, I'm not really, I I'm not really keen on having it as a job, but as a skill, definitely, it's one of the most important things. And with writing. There also comes the creativity because you could you could tell people, but in order to really engage, in order to really get with your audience, you have to show. Yeah, you to have show, to show. A lot. That's a big tip. That's another big tip for a lot of first-time writers. It's show, don't tell. Especially yeah, when, I hear, I hear that a lot, like everywhere. It's that tip is everywhere, and it's it's actually really good. Yeah, except for when you're writing academic papers or news articles, a lot of the time it's show don't tell. Creativity it's a it's an attribute that you can hone over the years. But how do you hone at, How do you hone creativity? Something that you can't practice. It's just something that comes to you. How do you like get the frequency of creativity up? That's a tough question. Yeah, I think a you lot know, of it comes um, down to right uh reading. Well, uh, Malakai, I I don't do uh, uh okay. The world bid the world building part of writing. That's the part that really takes a lot of creativity, and I used to do that a lot as a child, but not really uh not really uh not really that much nowadays i just like i i just have to write a creative premise a good premise and i write it but uh, how i did world building when i was young when i was still doing a lot of world building i i used to daydream a lot that's how i got my ideas from daydreaming mm-hmm. yeah but then you're going to write so many different things you could write this you could write descriptions of products for brochures or you could write so many other things but how you write it it doesn't necessarily creativity doesn't necessarily mean worthy as in um oh the sun rose up <laughs> and then the sun buried itself in darkness no it's it's not 
it's not always those poetic worthy lines yeah i really hate those type of stuff i just want i just want them to tell me that the sun is up and then it went down i mean yeah th- those things have its place those but... stuff I, you know how like the show don't tell stuff yeah you know how that's important that really doesn't apl- okay it it doesn't always have to be um it always doesn't always have to be done. You don't need to tell me where the light is pointing off of the clock to tell me the time. You don't need to tell me uh, what shade of uh, what uh, how dark or how bright the glint is off the glass to tell me that it's night or tell me or describe me in like a whole uh, describe the sun in like a, a whole other way that it's not even the sun anymore. I I just think you just. You just have to simplify it sometimes. It doesn't really have to be always complicated. Yeah, that's true too. And creativity can take that simple definition as well. Can take the form of that simple definition as well. So let's yeah. let's go back to product descriptions. Um, you don't necessarily have to start out with a big intro like, oh, this product is the best. This product is this product world, is, the best. is history defining. It could be as simple as. One-liner, this product solves this problem. Done. Then you post it, boom. You're converting so many sales. Creativity. It's it's not creative if it doesn't work. It's not creative if you don't engage with your audience. I think that's how I would define creativity. Yeah, cre- creativity isn't defined by, uh, by how long or short it is. It's, it's defined by how creative it is. Yeah, how effective it is. And I think that I actually I know that creativity, you can really get the most out of your creativity if you know enough information. So let's say I'm going to make a make a description about a trophy. So I in order to write about trophies, in order to write about anything, don't you agree that we'd have to learn about, okay, so this is the whole premise about trophies. Um, this is, trophies are made of this. So we could think of synonyms or other words that could yeah, describe trophies. Yeah, yeah, of course. Creativity can be, can really be drawn out if you have enough information to base your words off of, to base your sentences off of. So, what do you do if you feel dry? That's another big problem for writers. Sometimes they get writer's block. Oh. Actually, my tip for that is to just write the first idea that comes to your head and force yourself to write it. Because yeah. if you can't write the story that you're working on right now, write something else to like um to like uh distribute your energy distribute your energy to something else. Yeah, I think when I get into writer's blocks, a lot of a lot of me being in a writer's block is I just vomit ideas out of my head and then vomit it in the sense that, okay, I'm gonna write yeah, down the idea. And then actually I can write whole paragraphs of this idea and then if it doesn't work, I just throw it in the pile of unused ideas. Just maybe go back to it later, maybe just throw it in the trash. And whew, since, well, this is a podcast for first-timers, for people who are trying or are looking to get into writing, I guess we'd have to tell them, hey, 
Um, what can you do to improve your skills? So, um, one way of improving your skill is the frequency of practice. So, I'd like to ask you, how how often do you write? <laughs> well, uh, I only... Well, actually, I write about... Hmm, I write every two days. Uh, I'm not sure if that's good enough, but... I write every two days. I think it should be like every day, but yeah. do what I tell you and don't do what I do. Mm, okay. Do what I say, not what I do. Yeah. I think frequency of practice should be, well, should be enough to get you somewhere by the end of the week. Like if you couldn't, if you didn't know how to use this word or you didn't know how to go about writing this structure of sentence, then by the end of the week, maybe you could have learned how to use this word effectively and in so many different ways. I think that's how often you should practice writing. Yeah. Often enough that it becomes effective, that it really shows in your future words. And then, learning. There are a lot of ways to learn, but the best way tried and tested is application, just hands-on learning. And writing is really all about that because you're constantly told at different different workshops, different institutions by different teachers that hey that they give they give you an assignment by the end of the day, hey, you have to write this. So what are some ways that you've been writing? Like what are the different ways you've been applying writing? Uh, can you be more specific? Well, I guess it's more of what are what do you write? Like, what do you always look to write? Mm. Uh, horror stories. Horror I stories. really like horror stories. Or like, uh, if I can't write something scary, I'll just write a story with a where a uh, where a character is is in a terrifying situation. Mm, I see, and. For a lot of people, I also think that they have diaries. Diaries where they just write their thoughts, write about their days. So I think that's another way of application. And then yours is also really good as well. Because you really get that creativity flowing from the end of the day. A diary is important, yeah. And then I think for our generation... The generation where we're really getting into digital assets and all that, I think um, a big thing to write about now is just screenwriting for YouTube videos. Yeah. Uh, do you call it, is it called screenwriting or just scripting? Oh, I don't know. It's, well, I guess you know what I mean by how I used it. Yeah. Screenwriting as in... Oh, yeah, I understand though. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I definitely know that. Yeah, terminology is just terminology. It it yeah. it's really all about the meaning. And well, reading. Reading yes. is reading. Oh, yeah. so important in writing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I've I I've gone online before, and uh, I was okay. Specifically, uh, I was on Reddit, and I was going through posts. And uh, there was one post, there was one user asking if, 
if he uh if he uh if he okay if he if he was able to be a good writer without reading and i thought like what like how how can you write without like not reading a lot because how does how does a writer own his crafts if he doesn't like reading? And how does he and how did he become a writer in the first place if he didn't like reading? Yeah, I I also understand that idea. It's like asking a mute person to speak really well. Even I sorry, it's like asking a deaf person to speak really well, even <laughs> though he's never heard a word. That's why their that's why their words come out really different. Uh, I never heard a deaf person talk. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, they're, they sound, the way they the way they sound is awkward, but with time, their pronunciation gets better. But thirty year olds, you could you could talk to a deaf thirty year old, and then it it would still sound a bit like gibberish. Gibberish. And then I guess reading is really good for vocabulary. First of all. Because you, as you read, you get to learn so many yeah. different words. Not only you can, uh, you can read online, but books they they have a more branching vocabulary. And can I ask you, Malakai? Uh, you asked me this, but uh, I want to know what is your favorite book? What is your number one favorite book? Huh. Well, right now it's The Timekeeper by Mitch Albom. But a lot of Mitch Albom's books I've read. So there's Tuesdays with Maury. There's For One More Day. And Okay, have you ever had a book that was like really, really fun reading? Like that was really uh, like a profound experience reading? All of those books. But I think the most profound, most intricate book I've read is Norwegian Wood. But Norwegian Wood is kind of uh, the the subjects are kind of touchy. Touchy? Oh, um... But... I I read it when I was, I think, fourth grade. Oh I my saw God. it in the library. No, I saw it in my home library. But, oh, okay. yeah. Norwegian word, it's really descriptive. It's not, it's not all about touchy subjects the whole time, the whole 500 pages, no... But, Wait, that's a Japanese book, right? A ja- by a Japanese author. Yeah. Um, I forgot who it was, but he's a really good author. One of oh, the me, best. I think. Oh wait, I'm Google. Ah, ha- Haruki Murakami. Yeah, Haruki Murakami. You know, Haruki Murakami wrote a whole book about running. <laughs> Damn, how, I want to read good that. He is. And I guess, oh, yeah, I guess that's where reading can take you. Really, it's. It can also help you to form better sentence construction so you can become more creative with your sentence construction and all that. So you have the knowledge. Now let's go into another problem that writers experience. And people in general that experience, but I think writers get um, more stick in terms of this problem, and that is taking in criticism. Yeah, definitely. I that's 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 actually really true. Some writers they have a hard time dealing with criticism. They 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 outright like deny you and vanish you 
just for insulting the word. But I think that's just allowed. That's like a a loud set. That's only like a small loud section of writers that are offended by criticism. And uh, but yeah, it's true. Every writer is gonna be in, of, offended by criticism. It's their work. But I'm I'm sure they're like I'm sure they're gonna be like mature about it. I'm sure a lot are. I'm sure a lot are mature about it. Yeah. Do you know Gary Vaynerchuk? Uh, no, I do not know him. Well, the whole thing about him, one of his main messages on Instagram, because he's a he's a marketing guru, but he's also a motivational speaker. And one of his main messages is to just not care, not care about what people say, what people that's, think. That's what all this. That's something George Carlin also said. Yeah. Don't care about. Don't try to care too much about anything. But I think what he really means, because not caring can also be translated into just being flat out ignorant. But oh, yeah. what I think he really means is you shouldn't let other people's criticisms get you down. As in super duper get you down. As in you'll be depressed for two days, three days, four days, ten days. Just because someone said... Yeah, just because PeePeePooPoo69 said, Oh, hey, your work sucks. Why are you even putting out content? Damn him. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly... But, I mean, as in... He's also brought it to the point, Gary B also brought it to the point where he said, don't even listen to positive feedback. Just listen to... Is this to a guy people. that I should like Google about and read about? Yeah, well, he helps form your mindset. The mindset that he forms is good. It's It can help you progress in a lot okay. of ways. You should look him up. He's a good guy. I'd like to. Give me his name after this podcast. Sure, man. Um... But yeah, it's he always said one of his main messages is just just to critique yourself. You are your biggest critic. I think that's one way to interpret this huh. message. I never really I never really understood that uh, a whole lot to be honest. You're you are your own critic? Yeah. Um well I guess uh, being your own critic is just what what do you think is good for this? Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, I guess the attitude towards criticism should be, okay, I'll, I'll listen to that if you don't like it, but I don't see anything wrong with it. Then who cares what you think? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? But you but also yeah, have to realize that if you're going if you're going to look for help, and then you go, and then some some person says some person comes back to you with constructive feedback, something that you'd really be able to use. Don't don't dismiss them with, oh my gosh, why are you, why are you bullying me? Why are you criticizing me? Oh my you gosh. You know those people. <laughs> yeah. The people who look uh, for help, but then just turn it away just because they've criticized your work. I never, I never really met someone like that, but I heard there's people like that in real life. Yeah, it's like, like I, I don't know that those types of those type of writers uh who are like offended by so much stuff. I only I only really see them on television. Yeah. Like in the media. 
Yeah. But yeah, I think once you once you really get into that whole writing thing, that whole I'm gonna write this for this certain amount of time and I'm not gonna care what you think, what she thinks, what he thinks, and you're what just gonna be confident think? in yourself. I think that's yes. the time when you can join your join organizations. Organizations. Yeah. Because joining organizations, groups that really nurture that writing and really put writing and content out as a group. I think like that a workshop. Can, yeah, a workshop, the school paper. Or a group online. Groups online. Independent. Online. Yeah, independent content writers, everything. If you just apply yourself, apply your skills into the workings of a group. That will really help you hone your skills and bring you to the next level. Because you have those people who are actively trying to help you reach your goals. Reach your, really just increase your skill level. Yeah, the next level. So, we've been talking before this podcast and then you mentioned that you were a school paper writer. So, I did. what have you learned from that whole experience um well okay not not a whole lot not a whole lot of stuff that can be applied to storytelling i learned a lot of uh, a lot of ways to write features a lot of ways to write news a lot of ways to write science articles but not a whole lot on uh, a, not a whole lot on storytelling there was a literary section that i was able to contribute uh i gave out my story and <laughs> So yeah, you just. Uh, I was really proud of something because mom said that my story good. Just leaving it out here, she said my story. My, my teacher said my story was good. Yeah, I think when you get that positive feedback, you'd really be just happy, happy yeah, that someone, it, for a starter, is just with, acknowledge the work. Yeah, it can also like mess with your head somehow, but anyway, it was nice. So I guess. It was, nice um, that, it was nice that someone legitimately thought that my story was entertaining. Yeah, man. I'd, I'd be in the same way. I'd be ecstatic <laughs> to just have someone just say, hey, your, your writing's really good. Actually, when people come up to me in, in the halls of my school and then they said, hey, I listened to your podcast. Your pod- I listened to your podcast. Good job. Keep it up. I'm like, you listen to my podcast? Like, OMG. You're famous. Oh, my God. I'm gonna be famous. I'm, I'm not. Good. I'm not even like psyched OMG. about it being good or bad. I'm just psyched about people listening to the podcast. <laughs> you listen to my podcast? Oh my gosh! You listened to five seconds and then clicked off. I'm fine. Oh I'll take it. God, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, but I think like they need to listen for thirty seconds for a viewership to count. But anyway, <laughs> that's still awesome, and. You know how like ecstatic. Uh, by the way, you know how ecstatic we can be about uh, good feedback. Yeah. Uh, I think um, uh, Ro Ro Cruz, our mentor at the workshop, did yeah. he? I, I can't remember, but did he like compliment our work or something? Did he compliment your work? Yeah, he complimented my work, and then during the workshop, I was just working for his approval because I. At that time, when I was just starting out and, and stepping foot into the world of writing, 
I didn't really know what was good or what was bad because those were my first steps. As in my yeah. that was my first workshop, that was my first time writing a poem. And oh. to have that Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I never want to go back to like okay, looking back on the poems I wrote, I they're kinda not really good. I was kinda proud of them when I wrote them, but like looking back, they're not really fun to read. Is it the same for you or you're like a master writer? Nah, I can't call myself master writer, but I'm more confident now in the stuff that I do. In that if someone criticizes my work, I will listen. And I'll compare, I'll see how their criticisms can apply to my work. I heard a really good like tip once, and I, I, I think I also wrote it down in my tips, but uh, the tip was, if you cringe at something you did in the past, that means you that means you became better. And I thought like, oh, that's wholesome. Yeah, and that made me feel really that made me feel really better. Yeah, all the dumb stuff I did when I was younger. I've sort been, I've been cleaning out my, my school stuff and my school stuff for meaning things that came from like the fourth grade, from the fifth grade, and then I saw my poems even the eighth grade. Actually, that was one of the most. I saw a poem that I made in the eighth grade when I wasn't into writing it, and how was it? I saw the poem and it's like was it was it a masterpiece? After the first three words. After the first three words, I just threw it away. I didn't want to read further. Did you rip it? No, no, no. I don't. Okay. I, I wouldn't disrespect myself like that, but you know. But you throw it in the trash. Yeah, I'll just throw it in the trash. <laughs> but I'm not gonna rip it up. Yeah, the hobos can read it. The, maybe the hobos can appreciate it. Yeah. So, I guess. Maybe the people of the trash yards. Yeah. One of the things about learning a new skill and getting into that community, into getting into the com- skill, the community of the skill. Um, a community of skillful people. Yeah. I guess from any experience, you, you would have learned something. So what I want to ask you now is, what values have you learned from the whole experience of writing? Hmm. Actually, I'm... I'd argue that writing has made me smarter because when you like when you want to write a story, you have to think of themes, messages, and that makes you read and like learn a lot of stuff. Like yeah, like you have to learn psychology, the morality, all that uh, weird human stuff, and it kind of makes you like wiser and like uh, smarter in the process. Yeah, wiser and smarter. I think those are really, really big values that you learn from writing, really good attributes that you earn from writing. And some of the greatest writers in the world, I can associate their name with those attributes. And the stuff that they they write, those people, the stuff that they write, really had a big impact on the world. Just their writings have had a big impact on the world. Um... Let's let's say George R. R. Martin. He yes. has he has familiarized the world with the whole um medieval culture, with the whole social dynamics of medieval culture. And that's one of that's also another example of 
of writing having a really big impact on the world. Yeah. Um what what's a game that you play? Uh can I can I mention a very obscure game that I have to yeah uh, after playing? Yeah, no uh, Rimworld. 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 It's a colony-based game where you can like control the colonies. You make them do jobs uh, to survive. You collect resources. There's also like other factions, other tribes, other uh, other like uh, alien foreigners where you have to like where you have to uh, deal with and interact with. Uh, but the premises, you uh, your crew. Actually, no. You can have different premises. Like you have, you can have different ways to start the game. You can be a tribe in this like uh, planet or you can be foreign foreigners that like crash crash landed onto this planet and like now have to survive on their own. It, it's really fun. You can have a lot of like really cool scenarios, and the also there's like a lot of different factors as well. There's like the changing of seasons. That's like it's like a, a really important thing you have to keep in mind. There's like different different types of buildings you can build and. There's also different types of technology you can research. It's really complicated, really. I can't explain it on one sitting. Writing has had a really big part in the development of a game. So we it's have the foundation, really. Yeah, writing, writing is the foundation of like uh, a lot of things, like games, movies. Writing is the foundation. Yeah, it's a really big foundational skill for so many things. And I guess. We're gonna end this podcast now, but before we do, I'd like to ask you to leave advice for people who are looking to learn the skill of writing. Hmm. Real okay. This is like a really important thing to say. Let me think of something important to say. All right. Uh. Experiment. And write a lot. Experiment and write and write a lot and have fun as well. Writing is supposed to be fun, okay? It's not like a, it's not a, it's not like a job that you need to look over your shoulder or over like all the time. It's something you should have fun doing, and I've, I've, uh, I like, uh, like for example, George R. R. Martin, writing the writing his books used to be like a fun hobby, but now everyone wants more books, and now it's like a like a job for him and now he like he's not even finishing the last book because he doesn't see as uh, he doesn't see it as fun anymore and i think like i think having fun is important that's yeah. it's really important yeah so to our viewers man if you're gonna try out something don't try it out for the pleasure of your parents for the satisfaction of your parents try it out for don't, for you. Uh, yeah. Don't yes. write for other people. Write for yourself. Do, yeah. Exactly. Write for yourself. Yeah. Play football for yourself. Um, Play football for yourself. Learn, learn Excel by your, for yourself. Learn it for because yourself. you love it. Do it because, because you love it. Yeah. If you love Excel, I won't judge you. That's a weird thing to love. But if you love it, that's good. And if you love Photoshop, that's good. If you like books, that's good. If you like video editing that's also pretty cool and good yeah so thanks so much for coming on this podcast um, uh, no problem anytime anytime i'll i like to help anytime okay 
So, thank you again and I'll be seeing you when I do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. I mean, this is such a project that I enjoy to its fullest. And to get more updates from Meeting the World, go ahead and follow our Instagram account, Meeting the World, with two underscores at the end, so that you could send us a message. Maybe you want to come on the podcast, or maybe just have a few questions for me, the host, and the editor. So... If that's all, I'll be leaving now. Thank you again for listening to the podcast and I will see you next Saturday. Bye-bye.